We are speaking with Leah Griffin from LG Makeup. Is that right? That's right. Yes. <laughs> Got it. <laughs> so, so how are you doing today? I'm good, thank you. How are you? I'm always good. It's, uh, it's a good thing to be... I, I love how technology allows us to be speaking, considering I'm in a small town in Quebec, Canada, and you are in the UK. Gotta love technology for that. Yeah, it's amazing. <laughs> so I so the way I, I found you on Instagram, um, and what you do is that you're a makeup artist, right? That's correct, yeah. So obviously if you're on this podcast, you're vegan. So that's all that's the first thing I always look. I will only have uh, <laughs> I was wondering what you were doing. <laughs> So, so you're a vegan professional makeup artist. Yes, so I am. That's right. So, how long have you been vegan for? I've actually only been vegan probably for about three and a half years. Okay. I was vegetarian from the age of nineteen, and um, that was that all came. I'll take you back to the beginning. That all came about from. I saw a poster on a wall when I was at university and it just was simple. It just had a picture of a cow in a field and underneath it said, this is your burger. And from that day, I never, I never ate meat again. And um, it wasn't until a few years ago when a friend of mine said to me that, that she's talking about milk and I was naive and I didn't really make, I didn't realise that, To get milk from a cow, the cow had to be pregnant mm -hmm. and have a baby. And I absolutely didn't know that at all. And from the day I found that out, that was the day where I said, I'm not having any part of that. And I went vegan from that day. But before that, I never made the connection. I think that happens to a lot of people. I think a lot of people that still, that still consume uh, animal products or animal byproducts do not associate one to the other they somehow lie to themselves thinking that it's okay like it doesn't you're causing no arms right yeah i mean to, in my head i genuinely thought that a dairy cow was a specific breed of cow that they used <laughs> for milk yeah. i know it's laughable now but i yeah. was that naive was what i truly believed and You know, the dairy industry want you to believe that, oh, if we don't milk the cows and they're in a lot of pain and all this sort of stuff, we have to relieve them of this milk. Little did I know that they had to have been impregnated and had a baby mm -hmm. to get that milk in the first place. I did not know that. I'm sure I'm not alone in that either, to be honest. The dairy no, no. industry obviously don't know those things. They're not going to advertise that on their products. That's for sure. To say that they need to impregnate the the cow, take the no. baby away, and then milk the cow. Of course, they're not going to talk about that. The yeah. um, it, it is something that I find very interesting: the milk situation when it comes to humans. That we are about the only animal that will drink the milk from a different species. It, it makes no sense to me. Absolutely no sense that even before being a vegan, like I've been a vegan like you about three to four years, but I was vegetarian for six or seven before that. 
but I still didn't drink milk. Like it made no sense yeah. to me to be drinking the product of a different animal that's meant for their babies. It makes no sense. No, that's so true. That it, when you when you sort of put it into perspective, you just think, how did I not see that before? Why did mm-hmm. I ever think that was normal? How, you know, you I was brought up by two meat-eater parents and it, it, you just... When I was younger, it wasn't something I ever questioned. You're told that you have to have milk, it's good for your bones and your mm-hmm. teeth and all that. But really, that's not actually the reality of it. Mm-hmm. Um, but you, you're not told these things, you know, growing up. So you just sort of fall into the trap, if you like. Yeah, I guess it's it, that's what happens when you don't question it either. If you don't have, like the poster you said you saw at university made you question where the the product comes from because you don't necessarily it's not advertised on their products they're not going to go out loud and say this is how we actually get the product on your plate people people will never buy it if they know where it comes from right well it's like um it's like that guy said i've forgotten his name now but he said um if slaughterhouses had glass walls yeah it'll be a different story how does it go? Because you said your uh, your two parents are, do they still eat meat to this day? Because you called them meat eaters, so I would imagine that they do. Yeah, yeah. Well, I've only got my dad now, but yeah, he's still a meat eater, yeah. Okay, my uh, my apology, my, my uh, what, what's the proper term in English? Sorry, I'm thinking French right now, but my condolences for your mother, I guess, would be the proper oh. term. Thank you. It's a long time ago now, but thank you very much. But I do have, I am in a house with a husband and two children that are now also vegan, all of their own choice, nothing to do with me, you know, forcing anything on them or anything like that. I would never do that, but I don't think they would ever go back now. And it's purely for the animals. It's not for health. It's, it's, it has always been about the animals. You and me both. I know I've the health came after I realized that it's yeah. just a nice thing to have, but it was never the intent either. It's really just, I was reading a Buddhist book and may I had my two dogs laying on me and I had a cat just on top of me. And I'm like, I would never eat those animals. So that day yeah, was the good. last time I ate them. It's just, what's the difference between a cow and a dog really? Yeah, I say that to people all the time. I say, you know, would you eat your dog? And they say, no, of course not. And also when I'm talking about milk, you know, would you drink dog milk? No, of course not. Well, why do you drink cow's milk? What, what's the difference? It's only up here. That's all it is. Uh, I, 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 I've had the discussion where I pushed it even further than that. I would say, would you order breast milk from a woman that you don't know on the Internet? Most people are like, no, but you drink <laughs> the milk of a cow. At least that yeah. woman, that that product that she's selling you is meant for humans. Yeah. It's yeah. absolutely incredible that people don't, don't do the parallels between the two. Um, no, so- yeah, go ahead, go ahead. No, I'm just saying that's so true. It is, it is, we live in a, all the information is there too. That's what I find the most puzzling. I think it's really people don't, they want to continue to live the way that they do without questioning it because it's easier. 
yeah, that's the sad truth of it. Yeah, I think it is. But there's so much more out there now, so much more available. And I do feel like, particularly here in the UK, there are so much more uh, vegan options available to people now. And I don't mean just food. I mean, that's everything, cosmetics, everything. I mean, I don't know what it's like where you live, but it's definitely, definitely growing over here. I can actually, I like I said, I live in a small town. I, I was, I was tired of the big cities for that I've been in for the past ten, twelve years. So I moved out to a small, small to a, a really small town. But the closest grocery store actually sells Satan. I can buy, and it's a small place. It's a small town, so it's everywhere now. It's absolutely everywhere. I don't even need to do my own Satan like I used to do because I couldn't get it anywhere. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, even all our restaurants now, they've all got vegan options. And not just one, I don't mean just salad. I mean, there are yeah. real decent options there. There are quite a few of them. So it really is catching on. Well, yeah, yeah, no, definitely. It's And even uh, one of my buddies, that's, that's a meat eater. But since he's known me, he is uh, taking less and less and less and less meat. We were just discussing that. He was here yesterday. And... Even him, he, he buys Satan now. He was eating, he came to my place, he was eating Satan in, instead of eating meat. And I don't care. I, I personally, I'm not one of those that will preach to people. If you want to talk about it, I'm happy to talk about it. If, yeah. I, But I don't care. I don't know that I could date a woman that's not vegan anymore. I don't think I could do that. But one of my, one of my buddies, I, I don't live with you. I don't have to. Like I, yeah. I, I don't care. Do do you? I'll do me. I don't. I don't really care. I'd rather he'd be vegan, obviously, but I'll never preach to him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm the same, really. I mean, um, if people want to talk to me about it, of course I will talk to them. But I try not to push things on people unless they ask me for the information. But generally, if I'm doing makeup on somebody, I like to educate them on things to look out for in their makeup because it's not something you would suspect if you're not vegan and you're not really looking for those things you wouldn't expect makeup to have animal products in you you think of if you're a non-vegan you think of vegans as just in what they eat but not really all the other stuff that goes with being a vegan all the other things that we're looking out for in everyday products that you wouldn't really think of otherwise that's a good point that's a very good point i'm happy you're bringing it up so on the the obviously I don't use makeup and I know nothing about makeup. I'll say it. I, I don't think it's going to surprise anybody here, but um, when it comes, be- <laughs> since it's something that you do, do you find that a lot? Because at least I know that they're they might be tested on animals, but do a lot of them. What's the type of product that, or the type of uh, of ingredients that are animal derivative that you find in makeup oh honestly there are just so many that you just would not even believe i mean tallow is one of them which is basically to you and me that's animal fat that they put in all sorts of things it could be foundation it could be a lipstick anything like that um just the thought of smearing animal fat on your face is just disgusting isn't it there's things like um, cochineal, which is also sometimes called carmine, which is it's a red dye that's extracted from crushed beetles. 
there are honestly all kinds of things fish scales uh, gelatin we all know what gelatin yeah. is boiled yeah. bones and you know that sort of thing that's in uh, maybe nail products things like that um squalene which is derived from shark's liver i mean that's a really strange one that's in <laughs> um stuff as well um even lanolin, you know, from sheep's wool, you'll get things like that in um, also lipsticks and uh, makeup remover. Just honestly, just things that you just wouldn't expect. But they can make them without that because that's how we get all the vegan makeup products. So if they can make it without that, why don't they? You know? And just because something is vegan doesn't mean it's cruelty free which sounds ridiculous, they can be one without the other. So if it's cruelty-free, it just means that it hasn't been tested on animals at any stage of production. So some companies will say that the finished product hasn't been tested on animals. So that doesn't mean that somewhere along the production line it hasn't been tested or they have maybe paid a third party to test it on an animal. It's, it's all these things that we need to look out for and there are lots of rigorous sort of real hard-hitting questions that they ask to make sure that they definitely are suitable for vegans. That's interesting. It's the, I, I never, a lot of the products that you're talking about, I don't understand why they even use those products except for maybe for, it's because it's been done like that for so long. It's easy. It's already there. So all the and not only that, but I think that, that that's one of the, um, and this applies to everything, not just to vegan problem, uh, vegan products, but to any products as a whole. I think consumers don't understand uh, what purchasing power means. Like if you start demanding those, com- if you stop buying from a company, all they care about is money. So if you stop buying their products because they're not, they have substances in there that you don't want them to have, they will change. They don't care. They're not going to do it because their their moral values have changed. They just want to make money. So if you use your money to buy yeah, that- to buy a product that's vegan, to buy a product that's not tested on animals, that's not uh, how do you call it guilt free? Yeah, that's so true. Because um, people say to me, "Do you only do you only buy?" products that are from wholly vegan companies i would love to say yes i would love to only support wholly vegan companies but i do also recognize that if a company as long as the company is cruelty free to start with they must be cruelty free for me to buy it and use it at all so assuming they're cruelty free if they're not a wholly vegan company but they are making making the effort to make vegan products, then I will put my money into that vegan product because exactly what you said, it's only about money. That's all they're interested in. So mm-hmm. if they see that people are buying their vegan products, then the demand is there. So they will make more vegan products because that's what exactly what you said, customer buying power, that's what they want. So... You know, that's why I support companies that are not wholly vegan. But like I say, as long as they're cruelty free and and the product itself is vegan, you know, but does that make sense? Yeah, I do the same. I do. 
I don't go to my grocery store, for example, and look for vegan products. I've been reading labels for 15 to 20 years. So I will look at the ingredients and I can tell a lot of companies, one of my favorite dark chocolate, I'm a big fan of dark chocolate. One of the dark chocolate that I buy is meant for pastries. It's a, it's a Quebec, it's, it's a Quebec companies that does it. It's very well known for their chocolate. It's, they do a lot of pastries like chocolate cakes, for example, and want their dark chocolate just turns out to be vegan. They don't even know it. It's just, it, it sells yeah. them. It's for cookies. You know, it's a little, uh, the little tiny pieces. They're like little round, they're little, um, they're little rounds that you put in muffins that you put in cookies, for example, but they don't advertise them as vegan. It's just that I picked it up. I looked, I'm like, damn, this is vegan. I love it. Yeah. They just, but I'll still buy it because their chocolate's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that are, when you find something that's accidentally vegan, there's a, a, a Facebook page as well for accidentally vegan products. And there's so <laughs> many things on there that you think, wow, I did not know about that. Accidentally <laughs> vegan like products. And cakes and things like that, all the good stuff. <laughs> that's good. I didn't know that. It makes sense because I find vegan products all the time and they're not advertised as such. And I understand yeah, I why too. I think they have to pay for um, for logos, you know, a vegan logo, I think. So sometimes that's why they don't label them as such. I wonder if another reason why they do that is because they don't want to be labeled as a vegan product either. Because you, you can't lie to yourself thinking there there's some products like uh, the faux cheese that they call or, you know, when they're trying to duplicate animal byproducts yeah. and we won't lie to each other as much as I will never eat cheese again. You cannot compare a real cheese by with milk products with a vegan one. I'm sorry you can't. And most yeah, people... I mean, I'm very, funny. Yeah, I'm very funny with cheese as well. Um, I have found two. There are two that I will eat, yeah. but they, they don't taste the same. They don't. And you can't do nachos either. I can't go ahead and do nachos like I used to do with like five different type of cheese. It's all melted on top. It doesn't melt right. <laughs> it doesn't melt. But it's okay. It's it's worth it's worth the effort not to eat the cheese. It's all good. The but the thing is they might not be those companies might not want to be recognized as a vegan company so that people that are not vegan will still buy their products. And most vegan people are so used to reading labels that we're going to look at them no matter what. So the yeah. fact that it says vegan or not, to me, has no value. I don't care. I really don't care if it says vegan or not. I can read labels. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. We we actually had a situation here in the UK with um, one of the uh, butter companies. It wasn't butter. It's more like, a margarine spread. Yeah. Do you know what okay. I mean? Yeah. yeah. So one of them, it was accidentally, well, I don't know if you call it something <laughs> different. We do have margarine <laughs> in Canada. Yes, I know. <laughs> we do. <laughs> I need to travel more. <laughs> it's, it's all good, but we do. It just came out like last week though, but we have it. No, it's not true. <laughs> Uh, so there was a company over here that 
um, they, it was accidentally vegan, one of their products, and they actually changed it and put butter, milk, dairy milk into the product, and there was a whole big, you know, it all just sort of blew up where vegans were going mad because they changed the ingredients. I don't really, I don't really see what the purpose was of doing that. They just alienated a whole section of the market, really, by doing that. But you know, it's one of those things. They just didn't want to be labeled as a vegan company, probably. But they have also they they do have two other vegan spreads as well, so it doesn't really make sense. But they also have non-vegan spreads you know they're all under the same umbrella i i unfortunately do not have an answer for that one i (laughs) i i don't know why i don't know why it matters i'll be honest i don't know why people make such a big fuss how many times have i i i don't talk about the fact that i'm vegan with people i don't know like you'll have to know me you you might notice by the way I eat because I eat very clean in the first place and but I I always find it interesting that the first thing that people see is they, they can't believe that I'm a vegan most people that I meet can't believe I'm vegan and I never understood why it's like there's a stigma still to this day attached to because you're a vegan you're supposed to be five foot six scrawny and very white (laughs) like you're dying because you're lacking animal proteins or something so maybe that's why those companies do it they don't want to look like they don't want people to think they're a little scrawny very white dying individual i don't know i don't know yeah you see lots of jokes about that saying i'm vegan i still haven't died of protein deficiency you know what's always awesome about that? How many times have I had somebody tell me, wow, you must lack protein, yet I'm six foot one, 200 pounds with a six pack. And the person that tells me that is always overweight, never yeah. in shape. So let's go train, buddy. Let, let's go train you and I, see what happens. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, I actually, every week I go to volunteer at an animal sanctuary. And the lady that owns the sanctuary, is she's been vegan for 47 years and she wow. is a, a marathon runner. She's a record five times, I think, record holder as well. Yeah, she's done the, um, oh, I forgot what it was, the, um, the, the one through the desert, the marathon through the desert. Uh, you're talking about the Ironmans. No, no, something disabled. Uh, I don't know. She, is... she, she's a very, very um, fit, healthy individual, and she's been vegan for 47 years. And back then, there were not the vegan food options that we have yeah. today, you know? And um, she's just sort of one of the proof. We've also got a wholly vegan football team here as well. I don't know if you've heard of them, or it's Green <laughs> Rovers. <laughs> and they're obviously very fit and healthy. <laughs> it's, it's good for endurance sports. I, one of the things that I want to do with this podcast is to speak to a lot of athletes. I'm, I'm an athlete myself. So I always, and the difference that it made to my body from just going from vegetarian to vegan was crazy. So I can't even imagine going 
from a meat eater to vegan. Because I, as I said, I was vegetarian for seven years before I turned vegan. The yeah. difference that it does just an in inflammation in your body, like forget about the animal portion, really for the product. What people don't, one of the things that people don't understand is that saturated fat does not exist in vegan products. The only type of saturated fat that you're going to find comes from animal byproducts. Yeah. So as soon as you start, there's no problems with fats, but when you start getting your fat from avocado, you get your fat from nuts, you get your fats from very healthy places, the body just changes. Like same thing with carbs. If you stop, if you don't get all of your carbs from bread and you actually get them from lentils, beans, and all, uh, all vegan products, you don't have to worry about the amount of carbs so much that you eat because they're whole carbs. They're complex carbs. They're not, I'm not eating a burger at McDonald's, right? Yeah, that's so true. That's so true. I, um, I have one of your pictures. I've been looking to my side since the beginning and I want, cause you and I, I got a feeling we could talk about this for a long time and we're what? Yeah. 23 minutes in, we haven't even touched your makeup yet. So I want to start showing what you do for a living. And I apologize to the people uh, that are going to be watching this if it doesn't show well, because I've never shared my screen on a podcast. I do it for customer meetings, but never done it on a podcast. So I don't know how it's going to record. And just before I show the picture, I want to tell you guys, I love the gory stuff. So when I went on your Instagram profile, I picked up some of the most gory stuff because that's the type of stuff that I like. But <laughs> <laughs> so let's try this. I'm going to share my screen. And so can you guys actually see? So can you see my screen? Because all I can I, I have two screens so I can see it. But do you see? I can see it, yeah. So you see it. So right now what I'm looking at seems to be a rip a ripped off skin form. So we're seeing the muscle and the bones. Is that right? That's it. That's a degloved arm. <laughs> how'd you, how'd you call it? Degloved. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah. The yeah, skin has been literally degloved. Yeah. I, you know, that's one of my, one of my fears because I have so much tattoos. If you rip that off, I, it won't, it'll never be good again. It'll never look right again. It'll be all a mismatch of colors everywhere. <laughs> so how'd you do that? So explain to me why you did it first. Is that for a movie? No, it actually wasn't. It was just, uh, I wanted to something like you say, a bit gory. I hadn't done anything like that for a while. Um, I usually work on a Halloween event. It's a fright night thing that goes on. Um, over a few weeks during Halloween but of course because of the COVID situation it wasn't on this year so I had a little bit of um, you know like I was missing it I was missing the gory stuff so I thought you know what I'm going to do something something a bit different rather than paint my face or or my body I'll do something different so that's how that came about so but that but that's not you right you did that on somebody else or is it yours no that's not me no I had a model there I would not be able to do it on myself that'd be really awkward that, that's One what I was going is. to say, because some of your stuff is on you, though. Some of the some of the makeup that I'm going to show yeah. is you. 
Yeah, I do all the body paint stuff. That is all me. That is all me. I, I make some of the props and things as well. I like doing that. That's um, that's real good fun. From the, from from what, sorry? Oh, Sam, can you hear me? Yeah, yeah, no, no, I can hear you. It's uh, I didn't hear what you meant. You, you from themes? Is that what you said? No, I said I make some of the props. Oh, gotcha. Like um, uh, crowns, and you might have seen one where I was uh, at Christmas. I was like a Christmas nutcracker, so I made the hat and stuff for that. Just just little things that I think feel like they bring the look to life a bit more. Like this one? Oh, yeah. <laughs> I'll, tell you, I'll tell you a little secret about this one. Okay, so obviously I don't have a nun's outfit. So the white around my face was part, out of yeah. two pillowcases. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and the black part was a pair of school trousers hanging on my head. <laughs> it, it looks good. I... I know it comes from a horror movie. I just cannot remember what the name of the movie is right now. Well, it's called The Nun. <laughs> it is called The Nun, eh? Wow, yeah, it's that yeah, simple. <laughs> so you just so basically you you were telling me before the uh, before the podcast that you don't watch horror movies. Um, no, it's so, the only horror makeup that hasn't seen a horror film. So why? So you just saw it somewhere online and you're like, I'm going to try that? Yeah, basically. When I did the Nun one, the film had come out. There's, um, I'm, think, I'm sure it's called The Nun 2 or The Conjuring. It was something like that. And it's it, part of The Conjuring uh, Conjuring series. Yeah. I know that, yeah. Yeah, and the character is called Valak, I think. So yep. that was how that came about. I thought I'm going to give that a go. And it that, is Valak. <laughs> so hold Sometimes on. I don't yeah, I just pick up the paintbrush and just see what happens. But I prefer to have a plan. Usually if I have a plan then I know where I'm going with it. Otherwise I don't know what I'm gonna end up with. <laughs> <laughs> so do you paint? Like do you paint on canvas as well? Do you know what? Actually I haven't yet. Right next to me I've got an easel with and paints and a canvas that I got for Christmas and I haven't actually used it yet. I just haven't got around to it. I will it's because of, somebody said to me, somebody on my Instagram said to me you don't get to keep any of your art because obviously I wash it oh, off. That's true. So, but I do take photos and actually on the wall opposite me I've got three big canvases that I've had of the photos I took on me and they were put onto a canvas. But other than that, now I've just got a couple of photos of them. <laughs> the um, I have one here I wanted to share because I kind of like the effect there. Um, it's not gory. This one is actually a, a kids-friendly one. Oh, yeah, this one. I almost gave up on this one. You, you what, sorry? I almost gave up partway through doing this one because it was taking forever and it, I wasn't sure if it was coming together but yep. it's one of those just have to trust the process and see it through till the end are you happy with the result because I like it I really really like the effect that it gives I really like it yeah I, I was by the end 
uh, I'm just glad that I persevered with it and didn't just sort of wash it off because I've done that before. I got part way through. I thought, no, I don't like it, and off it goes. <laughs> Seriously, no, I kept so going. all wasted. It's a, it's you're basically just doing tests, right? Yeah. <laughs> What's your um, what's your plan? What do you want? Is there because first off, I should ask you where where does it come from? Like, what what made you decide to start putting makeup on people or putting it on yourself? I would imagine that you've done on yourself quite a bit. What does where, where the where do the passion come from? Do you know what I I did a a law degree and when I finished the law degree I realized actually I don't enjoy this at all and um, I've always been creative you know since, since school age and I just thought I thought to myself what what do I enjoy you know we're only here once aren't we and I don't want to spend my life doing something that makes me miserable Yes, I did waste years doing the law degree, not just not to use it, which I got to say made my dad really angry. <laughs> but, uh, but um, yeah, the art just, I find it a bit therapeutic, really. It's like an outlet, you know, I just really enjoy it. So you, you instead of becoming a lawyer, you decided to become a makeup artist with the law degree. <laughs> You didn't quit during school. You finished your school. Oh, yeah. yeah. I can see how your dad was very impressed by that. <laughs> yeah. Not very happy at all. No, I, I can see why, but at least the, he he has accepted it by now, I would imagine. Yeah, yeah. Through really gritty teeth. <laughs> you know what you could do? You could take the... Um, You could take your law degree and give it to him, like so he can put him on his wall if he wants. <laughs> yeah, don't do that. I don't think he would appreciate the the gesture at all. <laughs> so, so th that's interesting. I I, I kind of like it. So you you went from finishing school. You told yourself that you didn't want to do that, but at least you finished it. And then, are you you're making a living? off of um off of uh, doing makeup yeah i mean i do but the creative the, the stuff i make a living from is mainly normal makeup you know like everyday makeup you know yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. weddings and parties and things like that the creative stuff i don't really i don't generally do a lot of that unless it's for Halloween really I get busy at Halloween but it's not the sort of thing that I do on people every day to do that kind of thing I I don't like to feel under pressure <laughs> I don't like the pressure of time restraints and things because I can I can do a look on myself and it might take five or six hours but obviously if you're doing it on somebody else you couldn't possibly expect them to sit still for that sort of amount of time and I'm a bit of a And there I say it, I'm a bit of a perfectionist, so I don't like to be rushed. So I don't generally do that sort of makeup on anybody but myself. You know, you're patient with your own self, I understand. But you can sit there for five, six hours. I, I guarantee you, those took a long, long time. You have to sit there and take it. But 
I know what you mean. Most people won't. Most people cannot no, be bothered good. either. Well, I did one look that took about seven hours before. Uh, to yourself? Yeah, I don't, I don't, on myself, yeah. yeah. Which one was it? Because <laughs> if it's on your Instagram, I saw it. But which one was it? Um, it was the, the the blue one with the the girl sitting on the edge of the cliff. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Were you happy with the result, at least? Yeah, I was. Yeah. Yeah. There've probably been a few like that, to be honest. Earlier on, in the early days, it probably would have taken me longer then than it does now. So. Is it something, so the, the, the portion that you call the creative part, is that something you'd like to do more or you really just because you enjoy doing it? Like, you, are, are, would you want to be somehow part of the movie industry or is that something you're, you're not looking into at all? I, I'll be honest with you. I would love to do something like that. But I think... In, in truth, my downfall is my, I doubt my own self, really. It's, again, it's the, the whole pressure thing and, you know, the confidence that you can do that under pressure and, you know, to somebody else's uh, expectations, whereas when I'm only painting myself, I've got nobody else's expectations to live up to, only my own. So I think I would love to do it in hindsight, work on a film, but I don't know how I deal with the pressure. It's not only one way to I... find out. Yeah, I guess so. <laughs> <laughs> there is only so. one way to find out. You were nervous <laughs> before before we started talking. Are you, are you nervous now? Yeah. No, I feel fine now. See, that's the thing. Most of the, most of the experiences that I was nervous about, it just, you just need to do it. And then you might not like it. You might like it, but there's only one way to find out, right? Yeah, it's just um, getting that foot in the door, isn't it? That breakthrough, you know, who sees your work at the right time. Yeah, that because there's uh, there's definitely others that do uh, makeup that do makeup as well. I don't know. I, I think it's always finding a, a niche market too. Eh? I think that's always the most important thing is to find a niche for yourself. Yeah, that's true. That is true. It's just finding that niche, isn't it? Yeah, well, if that's something that you want to do, I got a feeling because I'm there's one here that I'd like you to explain to me because I don't know if it's just a picture effect or this is actually. Oh, yeah, that's quite is, a recent one. Is that uh, it's not computer generalized, like it's it's actually <laughs> you that's there. That's is that you? Yeah, hey, yeah, that's me. So how do you do the cartoon uh, effect? It looks crazy. It really looks like a cartoon. There's a girl on uh, a girl on Instagram yeah. that she she does uh, things like this, and I got the idea from her. And actually, when I did this, I loved it so much. I thought, oh, I'm going to do a whole series of superheroes. But actually, since then, I just haven't got around to doing it. I've got so many ideas in my head that I want to do, but I just haven't got the time to do them all because they take so long. Um, and so, yeah, that's where that came from. But there are there are a few more superhero ones I want to do in this sort of style. I feel like I don't want to pigeonhole myself into just one style of 
of, of the creative stuff you know like I don't want to do just horror or just um you know this sort of cartoony type look so I try to do as many different sort of variations of styles as I can really I like it honestly it's very different from it's the only one on your page that I could find that was that style and it really yeah, pops out yeah i had to paint my hair as well for that to glue my that's hair that's true then paint it <laughs> i i don't mean to be inappropriate by asking this question but you're not wearing anything you're not wearing a shirt on that you're you're painting the skin directly yes yeah. so i normally sort of paint to about here sort of just at the top <laughs> That's, that's why I said I didn't want to be. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> <This area. laughs> but you are not wearing a shirt, or a, you're not wearing a shirt on that picture. It's really you have to paint directly on your skin, right? Oh, that's my skin. Yeah, yeah. I do. I normally wear a crop top, so I have a, like a you know like a a boot tube type top on. But yeah, I just sort of use this area. I really like it. I really like the. Um... I wasn't yeah. sure if it was if it was real or not, or if it was just uh, computer generated. Yeah, no, painting clothes is fun. I don't know if you saw the the Christmas Nutcracker one; that was fun as well. Yes, just, yes. Yeah, yeah I sort of tried to bring the light and shade to show the folds in the clothing. Yeah, makes sense. Oh yeah, well, it makes sense again. Keep in mind who you're talking to here. I know nothing about makeup. But yes, from from wh how you explain it, it makes sense to me. Yes, I can see it on. I, I'm still looking at the picture, so I see what you mean by all the all the the lighting effect, all the shading. All you, you see, kind of the yeah. the crests, the folds in the clothes, but yet they're not there. It's almost, it's almost like an illusion art. Yeah, of course. That's exactly that's ex you're creating perspective on something that's technically flat. Exactly that. Yeah. Uh, it's uh, it's beautiful, beautiful stuff that you do there. I'm really, really impressed by your work. It's I love Thank the so uh, creative act aspect. Some people have so much creativity. It's absolutely amazing. Oh, thank you very much. There, there are so many amazing, you know, creative artists like that on Instagram. It's just sort of wealth of ideas on there, you know. Yep, yep. The um, oh wow, we've been uh, we've been going for about what forty forty five minutes, give or take. From uh, from what I've seen, that's about the attention span that uh, most people will have, <laughs> like somewhere between half an hour and an hour. Because sometimes I go on a tangent and I've recorded podcasts that were two and a half hours. So it's, oh. uh, yeah, one of my buddies and I, we, we've done quite a bit of podcasts together. And sometimes we go on tangents and I just, people don't have to. And I, I can listen to two and a half hour podcasts. Most people can't be bothered. So uh, I don't want to cut this short by any stretch. It's... Um, I'd like to know if you have something you'd like to add, if there's something that um, you want to finish by, because I always finish with a question for people that I, that I speak for the first time. So I'll ask you, but if you have something you wanted to, um, to speak about, we are all ears. 
Oh, you put me on the spot now. No, I have nothing. I've gone blank. <laughs> it's all good. It's all good. The um, the the question I'm going to ask you might put you on the spot a bit. I I kind of enjoy doing. I, I enjoy doing those things sometimes. <laughs> Um, the question I always ask is simple is if you had a chance to speak to your 14 year old self, what would you tell that, that, uh, teenager? Well, I would tell her that dairy cows are not a special breed of cows. <laughs> 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 That's funny. Um, yeah, that is a good question. Uh, I don't really know how to answer that, really. It would just be a case of, I wish I had connected the dots earlier, you know, with the whole animal thing. Uh, like I said, I was vegetarian for probably about, I don't know, about 17 years before I made the switch. And I just wish I'd made that connection sooner. So, yeah, I think I'll just, yeah. That would, that would be it, really. I'll just want to make that connection sooner, really. That's it. <laughs> It's a good thing. I wish <laughs> I would have done the same so I fully understand. Well, I I want to thank you for your time. I want to, I want to thank you for um, doing this because, I, as I said earlier, I know you were shy when, when I reached out to you. You seemed to be a bit nervous about it. So I'm, I'm very happy that you chose to do it, and I hope that you uh, you enjoyed it. Oh, thank you so much for asking me. It's been an honor and a privilege and really nice to meet you. It was really nice to meet you as well. So uh, I will wish you the best of days and uh, thank you for listening. <laughs>